0: Hello and welcome back to The Drew View. In today's show, we're going to be doing a segment where we're going to be going through each of the strengths and weaknesses of every candidate running for president under the Republican nomination on the day that Tim Scott announced that he's running and on the week that Ron DeSantis is planning to announce his bid. I'm Drew Bennett and you're listening to The Drew View. Alrighty. So let's jump right into it. So what I wanted to do today after Tim Scott made his announcement and we're starting to see who the candidates are going to be that are going to be running for president on the Republican side. Anyway, I wanted to take a look and say, okay, let's look at the candidates and let's look at their biggest strengths and their biggest weaknesses. And we're going to do this both in a primary and and in a general election. So I'll be looking at both of those. If there are some things that will help them in a primary, I'll talk about that. If there are things that will help them in a general election, I'll talk about that. So we'll kind of bounce back and forth between those two. And as well as that, I want to not only focus on the main candidates, but I want to go through all of the candidates that seem like the ones that have any sort of a chance. If they have very slim chance. I'll mention them. I'll talk a little bit about them, but I'm not going to spend all my time on them. I will obviously spend my most time on the candidates that have the highest chance of winning, but I also don't want to just skim over any of the other candidates because they could end up surging toward the top later on in the season. So I think we should start off and say that primary season is still a ways away. We still have a while until we actually get down to the nitty-gritty of, okay, who's the nominee going to be? And right now, it looks like Trump and DeSantis are the top two, but there are some other candidates that I do want to talk about. So let's start off, and we'll just go down the list. I think this is of this is in order of when they declared. So first off, you have Donald Trump. Of course, Donald Trump, we all know who he is. If you don't, well, you must have been living under a rock the past eh, 10, 20 years. So Donald Trump, he is the presumptive nominee. Now, it's far from over, and it's not just, okay, it's Trump, the end. There is going to be a primary, a full primary cycle, because Donald Trump is Donald Trump. The best thing that Trump has going for him, his biggest strength, He's been there. He's done it. He has already shown what he can do, what he's capable of with the economy, with the border, with foreign affairs, all of these things. He's shown what he can do. I think his biggest strength is that he is going to be one of the only candidates that can say, hey, on day one, I'm going to go in knowing what I have to do, knowing what worked well, what didn't work well. I have the experience that all of you guys don't have. So let me go take advantage of that. Let me do what I know our country needs. Let's defeat Joe Biden. Let's win an election like I've done before. He has won a presidential election before. And let's go in and let's get things done. Donald Trump has shown that he can get things done. He's shown that he can win in an election. And I think that That is his biggest strength. He has to say, this is what I've done. This is what Biden does and has done over his term. Which of the four years is better? The choice is very, very clear. Your life was much better under President Trump, even if you love the Democrats and hate Trump. You have to admit that your life was better when he was president. So that's his biggest strength, his biggest weakness. I think his biggest weakness is going to be finding a way to make sure that he keeps that Trump, uh, that, how do I say this, his Trumpiness alive and well. He has to keep that Trumpness that makes people like him. He has to keep up the jokes. He has to keep up a few of the insults. Although, again, he also can't go too far on that. And what he's going to do inevitably, is he's going to go too far. He's going to start alienating people when he starts railing against DeSantis. Because a lot of people do like DeSantis. A lot of people that like Trump like DeSantis. They don't want to have to pick. It's like saying you have to pick between your mom and your dad and the other one's leaving if you say you don't like them. So it's like a lot of people are kind of stuck because it's like, well, Trump is saying, well, You got to pick between us. And if you pick DeSantis, I'm not, you know, you're not with me, you're not loyal, whatever. Trump's this big person that focuses on loyalty. Oh, he's all about loyalty. So he's going to get snippy and he's going to make all these rude comments toward DeSantis. And that, of course, is going to turn people off like it always does. But a lot of the thing is just getting those same people that voted for him in 2016 to come back out and vote for him again, you're not going to get that many independents because independents have their mind made up. There is real, there is no real independence with Trump. You either like the guy or you don't. There's no such thing as, oh, well, we'll just have to see how this or that goes. No, people already have their mind made up. Don't let them fool you, especially with Trump. The only thing that I could see Being another drawback with Trump is if he tries to go to the left of DeSantis on some things. If Trump in a primary does not campaign as the farthest right person on the debate stage, there's no way that he wins. If he says, I'm going to try and put myself in the middle of all these people, that's not going to work. You have to campaign as the most far right person or is the most far-left person, because those are typically the two people who go far, because you have all the far-right Republicans that will vote for a Trump, and all the never-Trumpers that will vote for the far-left candidate. So I think Trump's biggest weakness is going to be not being a bully and not becoming off as too much of a jerk while also keeping that Trumpiness alive. So next up, Let's go with Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on her. She's the most establishment Republican you can get. She's like Mitch McConnell 2.0. She's boring. Her strengths are that she's a woman, I suppose, and she's probably going to be the only woman on the debate stage. So that might resonate with some people. And she does position herself as a moderate republican which will get her some votes because she isn't named donald trump so that'll get her some votes she's kind of one of those more old, kind of old style conservatives that with traditional conservative values from like anywhere from like the 1960s to the 2000s or so that era in there she's kind of stuck in that era. So that does work out to her advantage for some voters. Now, her weakness is obviously she's not very electable. A lot of people are going to position themselves right around where Nikki Haley is, and she really doesn't stand for much. Her plans are the same as anybody else's. All of her plans are generic. She doesn't really have any real platform that she's standing on, at least that I've heard of, There's no real big stances she's taking on issues that any other candidate wouldn't. She's very, very bland as a candidate. There's not much to get excited about. There's not much that you'll see on a debate stage that'll say, you know, sway you one way or another. There's just not a lot about her that is going to get voters wanting to vote for her, other than the fact that she's a woman. So now let's move on to My favorite candidate, and up to this point, probably the one that I would vote for if the Republican primary was held today, Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, a lot of you haven't heard of this guy. Maybe the only time you've heard of him is from when I've talked about him. But He is quite the candidate. His strengths. He is a mini Donald Trump without all the baggage. A lot of people say that about DeSantis, but DeSantis is not the same as Donald Trump without the baggage. Donald Trump was not a career politician. Ron DeSantis is. Vivek Ramaswamy is not. The thing that works to Vivek's advantage is he's young. He's young. He has a lot of ideas. He is incredibly brilliant. He's barely old enough to be running for president, but that's awesome because we need... Some younger folks in there making good decisions about the future of our country. I think one of the biggest things that plays toward his advantage is he focuses on what he's going to do for the country, not what he's going to try to end. Everybody else is focused on we have to stop Biden from this, stop Biden from doing this. Oh, stop the disaster that Biden started with this. Yes, all of those things are true. You need to stop that. But Vivek has said, hey, we have a problem in America where if you ask somebody what it means to be an American, they give you a blank stare. They don't even know what to say. They're like, uh, good question. And that's because we've gotten so involved in this wokeness and this identity politics where it's like, oh, well, I don't know what it means to be an American. I just know what it means to be a black American, a gay American, this, that, or the third. You know, you add all of these things and it's like, That's not what your identity should be. First and foremost, you should be an American. And we have to restore that American identity. And the way he goes about explaining about how he's going to do those things, he's an incredibly brilliant guy. I think another thing that's going to do him well is when he's on a debate stage, he is going to do fantastic because he's not going to babble on about things that people don't care about. He's going to talk about issues in a way that's Not as easy to understand as maybe somebody like Trump, but does make sense. I think a lot of his policies, he gets really energetic about them, kind of like Trump did. And he's smart. He's proven that he can do it. He's a great businessman. And he's just Donald Trump without the baggage. He really is. I think one of the other things is that Trump can't go out and start gunning for him because he is literally a mini Donald Trump. He's a Mini businessman who is trying to help America because he sees the issues with not only what's happening on the corporate side of America, but just America in general. I think that is his biggest strength. Now, his biggest weakness, honestly, his only weakness in my eyes that I have seen is that a lot of people don't know who he is, and a lot of people are going to be hesitant to vote for somebody like him because there are some people who will say I don't you know I don't know this guy I've only heard about him recently can't even say his name like is that even is that good for a president like I I don't know we got to stick to one of these more traditional candidates and I don't like that I think that his biggest weakness is something that is completely out of his control because he is a very unique candidate. We've not seen a candidate like him in a long time on the Republican Party ticket. And if he gets to a debate stage, and if he gets out there and able to present his ideas, I think he's going to do an outstanding job. I really like the guy. But let's move on to the next candidate. The next candidate we're going to talk about, and we're not going to talk about this person for very long. Uh, it's Larry Elder. Larry Elder is a former radio and talk show host. And a lot of people know him. He ran against Gavin Newsom in California after the recall election. He's he's been in politics for a while. He's probably just in this race because he's writing a book or something. There's really no reason for him to be in the race because there's so many people like him. His big thing is like putting father's back in homes, which I think is obviously an incredibly important issue, but you can't really make a whole presidential run on that issue alone. So just because of that, I think that it's not very likely that he's going to get very far. I think there's another candidate that does and promotes a lot of the same things that he does, but does it in a better way but he will do good on a debate stage if he gets there because he is well known to an extent. And he also is well spoken because he's been doing media and radio for so long. So those are his strengths. His weaknesses on the other hand are that again, a lot of people are going to see him and be like, why is he running? It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense for him to be running in this race because he's doing so good with all of these other things. It would be like this year would be a great year for Tucker Carlson to run, but if he was in the middle of a job at Fox News when he was there, or if he was in the middle of another job and he was just like, all right, now I'm going to run for president, it would be strange. Now, obviously, it would make more sense, but at other times, it would be strange. I just don't really see the point, but he says it's like because he this is his way of serving the country. So, I guess... Congrats to Larry Elder, but I don't think he's going to make it too, too far. I do like the guy, though. I think he's a pretty incredible person. The next guy, oh, I don't even know what I say about this. Asa Hutchinson. I barely know who the guy is. I don't think 80% of the conservative voter block knows who this guy is. He's literally just like an anti-Trumper. He thinks that Trump should not even be running because of his indictment in new york which was phony and a bunch of crap like what is wrong with you dude you're off the deep end so i don't really see him going anywhere his strengths uh well his name isn't donald trump or Ron DeSantis, and his weaknesses well i could go on and on but he's completely unelectable he's like the joe biden of the republican party he really should not be running. He should just go enjoy retirement or something. He shouldn't be running for president. Now, let's move on to the one who just declared today Tim Scott. Now, a lot of people know Tim Scott. He is a senator from South Carolina. He's a black man, and that is one of his biggest things. He kind of likes to play on that. He is going to use that to his advantage. He is a black senator from South Carolina, one thing, one of his strengths, I suppose, is that Donald Trump doesn't have anything against him. Today, Donald Trump put up on social media, like, uh, you know, I'm supporting you, Tim Scott. Good luck. Uh, You know, basically, try your best. I'm going to defeat you. But, you know, woohoo! he's like, he's better than the shank demonious, but frankly, he's not going to win. But I didn't say that out loud. So, you know, Trump is obviously thinking that he's not gonna win, but he's like, hey, I'd rather Tim Scott than DeSantis just because Trump knows that Tim Scott is less of a uh less of a competitor, at least in a primary, than someone like Ron DeSantis. So I think one of the things that Tim Scott has going for him is Donald Trump might not be trying to take him out constantly. And I think he also will be able to get a lot of votes just because he is a black Republican. A lot of people see the benefits in that because they see him as more electable in a general election, which I think could be true. I don't know exactly how that would work. But I think the biggest weakness with Tim Scott is that I don't think he'll be able to make up enough ground to make it to a general election. I don't think that he has what it takes to defeat Donald Trump in a primary just because, again, he doesn't really have all that much that he stands for. A lot of it just comes down to playing identity politics and saying, hey, I'm Black, so maybe Black America will vote for me. And that way, when it's all said and done, maybe... I'll be able to win in the general election and just do nothing when I get to the presidency. That's probably the biggest drawback with him. Uh, So I think if he would have stood for more or he had more policies that he wanted to implement, it would be better for him. But that's what I think about Tim Scott. So the next guy, obviously... You all know this one, Ron DeSantis. I haven't talked about him yet because I was doing all the ones who declared. And Ron DeSantis has not officially declared yet. It's probably this week is going to be the week that he declares. Now, DeSantis, his biggest strength is he's going to position himself as Donald Trump without the baggage. He's going to present himself as somebody who has got just as much done as Trump has. Now it's at a state level, but but he will do exactly what Trump did, except he's going to do it better And he's not going to alienate as many people along the way. And he's going to win over more independence. That's kind of his goal. And with that, I think that's probably the reason he is leading everybody else. Because he has the name recognition because of how much he's done and been able to accomplish in Florida. So because of his ability to do as well as he's done there, it's been able to make a name for himself that uh, goes past just Florida or the surrounding area, but the entire United States because of all the policies that he's been able to implement. I think one of the biggest things that he needs to do that would make it a big strength is if he positioned himself to the right of Trump the best that he could. I think the best thing that he can do is continue to say, I've actually delivered results over the last four years after Donald Trump had just got done losing an election. So I've been delivering results while he's been sitting at home. So you should vote for me. I think his biggest weakness is we don't know what he can do on a national level yet. He's a very strong candidate, but Is it going to take time for him to understand, okay, what does it take to make this transition from being a governor to being a president? Now, Donald Trump, on the other hand, is able to say, hey, I've already been here. I've been here for four years. I know what to do. I've seen what to do and what not to do. I've made my mistakes. I'm going to learn from them." DeSantis, he hasn't been through all that. He's still going to make mistakes and then he's going to have to learn from them. But all of that is not going to be able to be done in four years. There are going to be a lot of mistakes he's going to make. There are going to be a lot of things that he maybe wants to get done, but just doesn't understand exactly how that transition goes from being a governor to a president. So I do think there are some drawbacks, but I also think that he is a great candidate and somebody worth looking into. The last person, I don't even know if I should mention him just because I really don't think he's going to run. And if he does, I don't think he should. That's Mike Pence. Mike Pence really has no reason to run. Anything that he could possibly stand for is made in another candidate. There's another candidate out there that is basically like Mike Pence. I kind of see Tim Scott, Larry Elder, Nikki Haley. DeSantis, to a lesser extent, I see a lot of these candidates has essentially Mike Pence with some other benefits. Nikki Haley is Mike Pence, but she also can win some women votes. Tim Scott is Mike Pence, but he can win some black votes. Same thing with Larry Elder. A lot of these other candidates just have more electability than Mike Pence. I think that Mike Pence could do a good job of saying, hey, I agreed with a lot of stuff that Trump did, but a lot of the crazy stuff that he got into toward the end, I wasn't all about that. I just want to focus on delivering results for the American people and leaving that other politics craziness to the side. I do think that there is some room for that, but I think he just needs to help instill that into another candidate. And when he supports another candidate, help kind of campaign alongside of them while doing that. And if he decides at the end of it that, hey, Trump's the best candidate, I think that would be good too. So it'll be interesting to see how this all goes. Again, I think that my favorite candidate is Vivek Ramaswamy. I think the most likely to win is Donald Trump. And I think the one who is probably the most interesting up until this point is DeSantis. We got to see how he does compared to all the rest of that. So let me know what you guys think. You can email me. You can let me know on social media your guys' thoughts on the episode. But that's all that I have for today. I'm going to get into my closing prayer now. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for another episode, another opportunity to get on here and just talk about these different politics things. And Father, I just ask that you give our leaders wisdom you give me wisdom in the words that I say and allow those words to be a reflection of you to those who listen. We love you, Lord, and we praise you, and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for sticking around until the end of another episode be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts share this episode with someone who you think might find this interesting and until i see you guys back here again tomorrow stay blessed